Welcome to the Creative for Experience podcast, where we explore elements of your story and how they shape your future. What's up? It's Billy B, your host. Thanks for tuning in. And uh, I'm super excited about this episode with Macy McNeely. Listen, if you're tuning in for the first time, you need to dive in and listen to this episode. I want you to hear some threads of where she grew up, how she grew up, what her dad's spoken to her from an identity perspective, how she chases ideas, how she's not afraid to fail. A lot of great conversation in this particular podcast. So I'm pumped that you guys listen in. If you haven't subscribed, make sure you hit that subscribe button. Really helps us to grow uh, the podcast. This is adding value to you. That would mean a ton to me if you could uh, hit that likey like button, five stars, do all the things. That would be uh, fantastic. I so would appreciate that. And listen, uh, the Creative for Experience podcast, um, you notice we don't have any ads on this podcast. Um, this is solely us just bootstrapping it, getting after it, putting out as much content as we can to impact people. So if it's impacting you, we'd love for you to help us out by one, uh, pin that five star if you like it, and then go follow on the grams and uh, on YouTube as well. So a lot of fun things going on, um, but I just want to say thank you for listening in. Mason McNeely, uh, her husband's name is Austin. She's a dog mom to Cookie, her little puppy. If you follow her on Instagram, you'll see some fun stories with Cookie. Also, the creator of Daily Deposit and um, also the co-founder of Clearly Confident. You heard her talk about that a little bit. And what I, t- what I asked her, I said, what do you love most? She said, I love going to Athens on Saturdays and cheering on the dogs, which I don't know if I totally agree with that. But uh, anyway, go dogs. It's all good. But I was super excited for you guys to listen to this podcast. And I want to start this off. You know, I have a little section called That Ish is Crazy. And listen, I think it's crazy how the National Basketball Association does a lottery for who gets the top pick. Listen, coming out of college, I don't know if somebody's been as highly touted as like, I don't know, you can name whoever, you know, LeBron James, Michael Jordan, Larry Bird, and like the greatest of all times coming out. And Zion Williamson is one of the highest, highest touted basketball players of all time. And it was really fun to watch how they put ping pong balls in a little popper and it rolls out and it says, who's going to get the top pick? And it was the New Orleans Pelicans and knowing they're going to get Zion Williamson, which would be amazing. And you never know when this podcast comes out, they might trade a pick or something crazy might happen. But knowing that how they do that is still so archaic to me, but it obviously still works. And it's interesting how um, they had a 4% chance of winning, I believe, is a stat that I saw. But knowing 4% a chance of winning that lottery, they got the top pick. But they wouldn't have got their top pick if they didn't put their name in a hat, right? And so I think for me, something that is, is a reminder that you've got to put yourself out there. You've got to communicate what you're thing is if you're going to get picked for something. So just a little challenge for you is put your name out there, put your name in the hat, and, uh, and go get it done. Listen, this episode, um, as we dive in, I would love for a couple of different things for you to know. Number one, if you ever have a question about a podcast or something you want to hear on the podcast, or if you have a question for me, something you'd like for you to hear me to adjust on the podcast or address on the podcast, hit me up at podcast at billybooey.com. I would love for you to dive in right there. And then also I have something every Friday that um, my team helps me with. Get out there. It's 4.30 Eastern Standard Time every Friday. It's called the Keep It Fresh Chronicle, which is where we keep it fresh on things we're learning and uh, stuff that's going on. These last three that I put out has been some of my very favorites because it's just really diving into practical, tactical things that I'm learning and how those learnings can help people that read along. So go to billybooey.com slash newsletter, and you can sign up there very simply. And I promise to be gentle with your email address and uh, take good care of you there. So let's dive right in with Macy McNeely. You're going to enjoy this interview. All right, we're live here with Macy McNeely. How are you feeling? Hey, I'm feeling amazing. I love it. Glad yeah, you're here. I'm so glad to be here. I know. I'm so pumped you're here yeah. on the Creative for Experience podcast. Me too. Hey, can I just start by saying one thing? Do it. 
I have got to have the opportunity to sit in Billy's meeting. He was kind of encouraging his new interns. And I can sit here and say that he is the real deal. You really are. You, you are incredible. This company is so inspiring, and I'm leaving on fire. So thanks for letting me I be here. I appreciate that. All yeah. right, podcast is over. So I guess we're <laughs> it's done. True. Just it's kidding. It's so true. You're tuning in. That was not a plug that. Uh, that <laughs> no, she I she had to g- say it. <laughs> I had to. It was just too good not to. Well, life is way too short to do things half speed. And yeah. the vision that I have for for my brand is to figure out how I can build a world with Mm. no unequipped leaders. And that's a big part of what the creative for experience podcast is, is exploring Mm. stories of people just like you that have said there was a moment in history, a moment of time that something changed radically transformed. Mm. I made a decision to become more. And so um, I'm humbled you're on the podcast. Now listen, the very first question I have Mm -hmm. is uh, for the listeners out there that don't know who you are. Tell us a little bit about you. Uh, My name is Macy McNeely. I am married to what I like to call my unicorn husband, Austin. Triathlete. Iron Man. Unicorn. Always helping. Just the angel that he is. Uh, I'm a dog mom to my little miniature Dotson cookie. And I am the founder of Daily Deposit and then the co-founder of Clearly Confident. Daily Deposit is a journal line. It kind of helps you have a roadmap to... uh, be the winner that you're meant to be, and Clearly Confident is professional sales training. I got mine at the event, and it's been fun to have the daily deposits with my wife, Jen. Yes, she sent me a picture. Yeah, so like back and forth, it's just the the people in your life you care about most, mm-hmm. just having an intentional place where you can write something down to encourage them and yeah. go back and forth with it. You just write anything that's on your heart, and actually, there's been some pretty monumental moments uh, in that journal for my husband and I, and it's so fun to have as a keepsake I forever and ever. I love it. And yeah. what's something you want the listeners to know about you? Like, as you sit here today and you think about your journey and you think about us sitting here in the mm-hmm. podcast studio um, diving in, what's something you want people to know about you? You know, this is so hard. Whenever my uh, I do Clearly Confident with my dad, he's the creator of it. And whenever someone asks about him, he almost like freezes. He always wants to ask about the other person. He's just like, I don't want to talk about myself. I want to ask about you. And that was like my first instinct. Um, you know, I, one thing that's important to know about me is I am just family obsessed. I love my family so much. I actually have a little niece that lives about 30 seconds away from me. And a lot of people think she's my child because I just love her so Is much. Is Cambry? Cambry, okay. yeah. I've noticed Cambry on the gram. Yeah, so. she's my little angel. Um, but what I'm really fascinated about is kind of um, the way people parent and the culture, the culture of their home and how that kind of creates how literally who people are. And um, so I love thinking through the way my parents parented me and like the certain culture that they had and, and how to kind of do that with Cambry, my little niece, as much as I can. So I just love my family. It like hurts how much I love them. Yeah, it's just fun to watch the authenticity and, and you meet a lot of people online mm-hmm. and you sort of see and you figure out they're legit and you yeah, meet them in person. It's so true. You know, so it's been cool to watch you with your family and watch uh-huh. you really love them and then watch the way you are alive the way you love people. Mm-hmm. It's super encouraging oh, to so see, nice. see the congruency. It's true. Thank you. Um, but this podcast is obviously called mm-hmm. Creative for Experience. What's yeah. an experience in your opinion? Like defining that word or when you hear that yeah. word experience, what's it, what's it bring up for you? I mean, the, f- the first thing I think about when I, I think about all the experiences that just like pop up in my mind, it's anytime a person, a place or a thing gives value and abundance. 
like goes above and beyond or just totally exceeds your expectations of what it would do for you. That's the, my first gut reaction to an experience. That's good. I know the, yeah. um, when, when I was looking up the word experience and, mm-hmm. um, the brand here is elevate experiences. Is, yeah. You know, I always say that an event is something you attend and experience mm-hmm. is something you undergo. Yes. And so that undergo process, like you said, you, I saw your, those of you watching on, uh, on live right now, not podcast, you can't see it, but we've got <laughs> Facebook and Instagram live right now. But I just saw your eyes kind of go to a different place. Yeah. It's like you, you, you're thinking in your head, something you felt, felt mm-hmm. and something that was, was a big part. So yes, good. I do. I have all these different kind of ex- memories of things that just like Disney, they go above and beyond the and best moment at Disney for me. The last time me. I was there, yeah. there was this little boy who was walking out of the magic kingdom. Uh-huh. He had the ice cream cone, the Mickey ice cream yeah. cone, and it fell totally on the ground oh. and squashed on the ground. So and the sad. dad standing there and I noticed, and I happened to be walking behind him. I noticed this Disney team member uh-huh. out of the corner of my eye sprint to the kid, oh. get down on one knee and saying, hey, what's your name? Aww. And the boy said his name. He was crying. And he said, what if I got you a brand new fresh ice cream from Mickey? And the, oh my dad, gosh. the dad was just like, what's that cost Disney? 30 cents? What does it cost the intentionality? But look at the training yeah. that that experience was a system. The system yeah. was created. Mm-hmm. If you ever see a kid drop an ice cream cone or drop an ice cream, like, make sure you go make that happen. So gosh. A value and abundance above and beyond their call of duty. And how much money will that dad spend the rest of his life at Disney? Countless. Countless. I know. I have three kids. That's a lot of money there. It is. It's so expensive. (laughs) We won't go there, but I will go to what is your favorite experience of all time? Yeah, I kind of mentioned a little bit of it in in the meeting that you have, but I feel like my brain goes to two, goes to two different levels of experiences. I have one where it's like a really great experience where I love customer service. I love like, uh, we got to go uh, work with the Ritz actually. And, um, we did like the sales training. It was a workshop. They they hired you to come in and Mm -hmm. the first day was the Ritz Carlton. And then it was sales training. Bringing it. Yeah. And so we got to hear about their customer service process and kind of the system that they have behind. So that was really interesting. But I, we went to a, a little place in Sea Island called the lodge. Have you ever heard of it? No. Oh my goodness. It's only like a 40 room hotel and there's warm cookies every single night. When you walk into your room, everybody knows your name anytime they think you might have an issue at all they come to you know to the rescue so that experience like honestly I dream about that place I want to go back over and over just above and beyond and then my other side of the experience kind of spectrum is a bad experience that made me into a great person and I shared this story but it was when I was a junior in high school and I was playing a region tennis match and we were I was on the court I mean honestly it felt it was 4 hours it felt like 7 uh, and the way you play a tennis match is kind of um, every match plays at once and as they finish one kind of goes off the court and then the next uh, match finishes and it goes off the court and I looked around and I was the last person playing. So I was you had like one the singles. longest match. Yeah. Everybody's watching. And typically like if you know someone's going to win or lose, you just leave. Well, everybody was staying. And I kind of realized like, oh my gosh, this match is up to me. And people were coming to the fence and let me know, Macy, it's up to you. You can do this. We ended up getting to a tiebreaker and it was so hot. My mom, I remember she coming up to me and she's like, Macy, your face looks gray. Like, let's get you some. F-. I mean, it was like just the <laughs> hardest thing I've ever done. And I ended up winning. Uh, my team came and ran around me and there was all these cameras and it was just such an exciting experience. And still to this day, I've kind of come back into contact with one of my teachers and he's like, do you play tennis anymore? I will never forget that region match. It was the most amazing match. It was the hardest 
physically, mentally, and emotionally, I feel like I have ever been pushed. But oh my gosh, I walked away feeling so proud and so confident in myself. And that was honestly a pivotal moment for me to be like, wow, like I can do whatever I want to do. It is a mental game at the end of the day. So that is my experience. And it's just awesome. In the middle of mm-hmm. adversity, Yeah, that's when we grow the most. Mm-hmm. But we would never choose. You'd rather just win that match mm-hmm. or maybe even just lose that match. Yeah, Either one, just to kind of get it out of the way. Yeah. I'll never forget a three-on-three basketball tournament oh my gosh. called Hoop It Up in Atlanta at Lindbergh Marta Station. It was my freshman year of high school, which is a long time ago. But I remember it was three of us, three-on-three. Uh-huh. Three. We were in the loser's bracket. And we came back and won every single game and ended up winning the Hoop It Up basketball <gasps> challenge. That's amazing. So I used to be a decent basketball player back in the day. Yeah. But it was so much fun because every single game, it was almost like we won nine to eight every uh-huh. single game. And I remember the feeling at the end, just looking at the two teammates I was playing with, just going... I'll never forget this moment. Mm. Matt and Ben, like I remember playing with mm-hmm. them saying, I'll never forget how this felt. Mm-hmm. But I probably would have chosen to be in the winner's bracket or just to simply lose and get out of there. But like mm. you said, the four hours later, turning oh, yeah. gray, yeah. everybody's cheering you on. Teachers are talking about uh-huh. it later. And so those kind of experiences mark us. And I would yeah. even say maybe the girl you played against yeah. who didn't win, yeah, she has a choice mm-hmm. to think about you know, Macy at the other side, mm-hmm. winning, getting the trophy, but her, what does she do with that negative side of the experience? For sure. So I also think about when, when something really great happens, I wonder the, the mm-hmm. opposite side of that, how could they respond to it? Well, you know, that's really funny you say that. I have had plenty of those experiences where I've lost. Yeah. And actually, so the Daily Deposit Journal, uh, the other side of it is the personal development, and there's a win slash lose at the end, and that's how you kind of track your day. Did you win or did you lose? And honestly, the heart behind that is the idea of fighting as hard as you can to to win that tennis match and still losing, but being able to lay your head down at night being like, man, I gave it my all. 100%. My favorite. So it's worth it. Spot in a movie, Mm -hmm. a a boxing movie, is when the boxer gets punched in the face. Yeah. And they turn and they like spit the blood Uh, out. Yeah. And they look back and say, let's go. Uh-huh. Like, you know, moments like I, you get punched in the mouth mm-hmm. and then you have to decide like, okay, I got punched in the mouth today. I totally, yeah. I didn't get to sell. I didn't impact that mm-hmm. person. I didn't say what I wanted to say. And then you just have a choice at yeah. the end of it, you know? And that's where um, I just have a, such a passion for underdogs. Yes. Like I feel like every movie that I love, Goodwill Hunting is my uh-huh. favorite. I love Patriot. I love Braveheart. I love Eight Mile. You know, like all these yeah. movies I love, I realize in the, the story, there's this underdog and then they have a choice. They have a win or loss call. Yes. It's net-net. It's figuring out where that stands mm-hmm. and knowing you had that experience. And I can think of many times um, my very first experience pitching in high school. I'm going back to high school right now a lot. Oh. <laughs> pitching in high school, I gave up 17 runs in one <gasps> inning. Oh, my gosh. I was cocky, arrogant, freshman, baseball player. And my coach came out to the mound in the middle of that and said, hey, I'm going to leave you out here. And I'm going to see if you can get out of this. I didn't get out of it. What? I got two outs. He took me out. It was the best thing for me. Really? Because I had it in the next day at practice. He said, okay, now you have a choice. You mm-hmm. threw 100 pitches in one inning. Didn't even get through an inning. Give up 17 runs. Now you get to choose what your ego is about. Mm-hmm. Your ERA, your earned run average is like infinity. Mm-hmm. Your stats are wrecked for the whole year. But now we get to see what you're really made of. Wow. And it marked me. That's yeah. why I got to go to college and play professionally. And I can trace it back to Coach O'Carroll, who cared enough for me wow. to sit in that failure and then coach me that your failure doesn't have to be your final thing so that's why i love sports so much i think that they just make you who you are totally they really do they push you so hard adversity that's good stuff so speaking of uh good and bad describe a moment when failure or weakness 
could have made you shrink back, um, but you pushed through anyway. Like right now, I well, <laughs> yeah, go yeah, a little bit. Me too. <laughs> but um, I will never forget this in my entire life. Uh, my very first speaking engagement I got to promote. It was at my uh, my salon to get my eyelashes done at. They were like, "Hey, it's January. We want to do like an inspirational night. You can promote it and have your Instagram people come, and we'll promote it, and it'll be a great time. Whatever." I was like, "Awesome! I can't wait to do that." I mean, I worked so hard on that speech. I practiced probably for months trying to make it perfect. I promoted it. I did all the things. And I, I got there really early to prepare and to kind of like be in a prayerful state and just to await all the people that were going to come. And guess how many people showed up? Can you just guess? 30. Four. Four people. One was my mom. Two of the girls worked at the salon. And one was just from Instagram. One. I was like, what'd you so, feel? So, so defeated. Yeah. So defeated. I gave it my all. And let me tell you, that was a good speech. I really, <laughs> I, the, pra- the fun them. is in the practice, all four of them. And you know what? That one girl that came, she has done clearly confident every time we've done it. She's been so bought in since that day. Yeah. She's an insider. She's an insider. So it's a lesson there that yeah. even if you promote something and a few people Oh, yeah, come, it's worth it. If you go half speed and say, hey, guys, I know there's only no. four people here. No, it's I like, went all in. Yeah, if you do that, that's going to be your biggest yeah. fans. That's and great. The, the best part is I came home, and it was like a girl's thing, so my husband didn't come, and he could just, like, sense my disappointment. He was like, okay, tell me about it. And I was like, there's only four people, and really only one person at the end of the day. And he was like, Macy. He was like, do you know Dave Ramsey's story? I was like, no. And he said, the first event he put on, he had the room set up for 300 people, and one person showed up. He wow. goes, so in that case, you're doing you really dominate. great. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Dave ain't got nothing on you. And honestly, that just him saying that was enough yeah. for me to be like, okay, you're right. Like, I'm just going to keep pushing. So if you're listening out there mm-hmm. and you failed at something, or you launched something, or you had a course, or mm-hmm. you had an event, and you wanted people to come to it or mm-hmm. buy it, and they didn't. You've got to figure out how not let that make Mm-mm. your identity or who you are get jacked up in the process. Oh, yeah. But how to press in even more. And it could be that your product just wasn't any good. Yeah. Or maybe it did, people didn't want to hear what you had to say. And yeah. you can process that, too. So failure is good because it, it just takes you one step closer. Yeah. Jo- Dr. John Maxwell wrote a book just called oh. Failing Forward. Yes, he's which, so good. Which is just such a simple concept. But mm. every time you fail, I just get to learn. Mm-hmm. I just get to learn. Yeah. Every, every pitch I threw in baseball that I gave up a home run on, I got to learn. Okay. Exactly. I left that one over the plate. It's a decision that we get to make. And I think it's important to remember that failure is an event. It's not a person. Yeah. It's not you as a person. Yep. It's just something that happened. Yep. That's the biggest trip up I see in people that they take it so personally. And just to see it as an event makes it not as not hurt quite as bad. Love it. Yeah. So uh, when did you realize Mm -hmm. you first loved Mm -hmm. what you do? You've got a unique story. Mm -hmm. And, you know, as a entrepreneur Mm -hmm. who's a great communicator, Mm -hmm. who's got an online presence Mm -hmm. that loves impacting people, obviously I can see your heartbeat for what you do. Like when did you first realize? And I I think we're always still realizing. Yeah, it's constant. Yeah, you haven't haven't got it figured out. None of us Mm -hmm. really do. But when did you realize, like, I want to impact people? Like, I want to do something that's outside of myself. Well, you know, uh, Clearly Confident came because it's Loy's training that he's developed over the last 30 years. Loy's your dad. Loy's my dad, and he's developed it over the last 30 years. He's been trying to get me to to learn it for my 
my whole life, honestly, trying to just corner me and be like, learn this. And at the beach, isn't there a story like at the beach, he would like corner the whole family and like set up a projector. projector. Yeah. (laughs) He believed wholeheartedly. That's going to be me with my kids. That that this would be life changing for us. And so he gave it his all to make sure that we knew this information. And I just was not about it. I mean, I thought my dad was old and not cool. And And that one, you and Austin weren't married and he came with you. And you're like, dad, you're so embarrassing. He made, he put a, audio book made us listen to the first chapter of the psychology of winning uh made us sit in silence and talk about it at the end and it's just it was humiliating at the time and now austin's like i'm so thankful because he would not be who he is without that um but anyway he uh when i was excited to learn about it is when i had my first business and i just wasn't going anywhere i was struggling and he was like just buy in that's what he said he said just do what i tell you to do when i tell you to do it don't ask questions just buy in just for like four weeks. I was like, okay. And so I did that. I bought in and I got it. I saw a difference. And over time I looked up and my business like quadrupled and I was like, oh my gosh, this is life changing. Let's teach it. And I really didn't know how to teach it. You know, they say when you teach something, you learn it twice. And so I really was like learning it all over again. And it was hard. And I was just like literally in the grind. And uh, after our first session, the first time we ever did it was probably a mess, but um, the first session of the first Clearly Confident, one of the girls, Kaylin, I'll never forget, she kind of called us. We did a lot of phone calls at that point, and she was like, hey, I just want you to know, you know, I've lived in Florida for three years, and I have no friends. I've struggled to make friends. Uh, It's a new town, and I just can't put myself out there. But with the Clearly Confident principles I learned in the first session, I sat by someone in a nail salon, and I bought in, and I just started to use the techniques and just started to talk to her. And not only did we exchange phone numbers, but we have been hanging out outside of the nail salon, and she's introduced me to all of her friends, and now I have community. And it was in that moment that I was like, okay, it's so much more than just sales. It's connecting with people. And it's it's creating an environment where you can put people in the same room mm-hmm. that have a desire to be more, right? So I know oh you're part gosh. of the mastermind you just got back from this weekend. I can tell. Life-changing. That, yeah, it does. You put yourself in the right yeah. situation. Yeah. And I think so many people are in a rut and they feel like nobody else is in a rut. They're kind of alone and feeling like they wanting they want a little bit more. And so they get in this room with all these people that are like, man, I want more too. I'm in a rut too. I need clarity too. And everyone can kind of rally around that. And there's been some amazing relationships that have formed from it. I love it. And you mentioned your dad. So what mm-hmm. what did your dad teach you about sales strategy? What does he tell you? If you could boil it down, that's a, that's a big uh, question, I know, but give me like the big pointer for the listeners. Hmm. I think my favorite thing to think about is the way he um, brought me up in a, uh, a sales cultured home. And I know that sounds weird. John Maxwell, I love John Maxwell. I love that you mentioned him, but I was listening to a podcast he did with somebody and they were asking him about leadership. And um, he was like, you know, I was brought up in a leadership home. Like his dad was a, a really strong leader. And I was like, that's what, I, that's what happened to me. I was brought in a sale. And a couple of things, it was super positive. Like being in a sales culture is positive, positive, positive. It's like a game. It's like, what are you working on? How is it going? Where are you at in the process? And in the moments of like working on school stuff that I hated, he made it a game and made it fun. Um, another thing I would say is he was really good at telling stories. 
And that's how the best way to sell. You know that too. Uh, he used a lot of props. Like anytime he wanted to kind of share a lesson with me, he yeah. would he would bring a prop out or some it. kind of like demonstration to make it memorable. And I have just like an index in my head of all these memorable lessons that he gave me mm-hmm. using props. Uh, and I think the last thing that he did a really, really good job at is he guided me into making my own decisions, but making them the right decisions. It was never. So he didn't tell you what to do. You never. Do this. It was he was like, hey, why is this going to benefit you? And down the road, I, over time, there was a season I did not make good decisions. Don't get me wrong. But I still come back to like, okay, I do this because I know it's the best thing for me, not because my dad told me to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, and really kind of reversing whatever concern or objection I had towards him in, uh, you know, my teenage and years. Even when I was a kid, he would do that. So that's my favorite thing that I've learned about sales is that really, yes, it's in business, but a lot of it is just in your life. So we're about to go to the experience factory here. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're going to dive in. I'm going to give you some sound effects. Okay. And you're going to tell me what first pops up for you, what experience. But I got one more question before we do okay. that. Okay. I know you've got a part of your brand mm-hmm. is good. Yes. Is cool. Yes. And hearing your story a little bit, mm-hmm. I know that stems from a lot of what your dad taught you. But tell yeah. tell the listeners a little bit about that because I know you got mm-hmm. you got cool swag that goes with good is cool. Yeah. Some things people can purchase online. So yeah. check it out. I mean, What's the website? MacyMcNeely.com. MacyMcNeely.com. Go there, mm-hmm. buy stuff. It'd be great. Yeah. Um, but good is cool. Tell us about that message. So this is a perfect example of the way he would reverse something to me. Okay. There would be moments where I uh, wasn't really allowed to go to things my friends were going to, right? Like the bonfires, bad things happen at bonfires. And I'd get to school on Monday. You know what I'm talking about. People <laughs> get wild at bonfires. And um, I'd get to school on Monday and everybody was like, went talk- to the bonfire. they went to the bonfire and I was not at the bonfire. I was sitting on the couch watching a Disney movie with my family, you know? And I was so devastated that like these friends were really not my friends anymore because I couldn't participate. And I would just be dying to go. And I'd come home and I'm like, Dad, listen, 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 promise. I promise I won't do anything. I'll just stand in the corner. I'll just observe so that I can come to school and I can, like, participate in conversation on Monday. And he, this is what he does as a salesman. He just starts to ask me why. Ask me questions. He said, well, why is that important to you? What does that mean to you? What would it mean if you were to be able to do this? And we kind of got to the root. And it was like, I just want to be cool. Like, I want to be cool. And so he said, okay, well, what does it really mean to be cool? And I said, well, he's like, is it cool to, to party and have to go to the hospital because you drank too much as a 15-year-old? Is that cool? Or is it cool to work hard and to be respectful to other people and to love others and to include the people who didn't go to the bonfire? Like, that's the cool thing to do. Good is cool. And every day I get out of the car, he said, don't forget, good is cool. And every time I'd go to a sleepover, don't forget, good is cool. And it's still, to this day, it's like my home base of like, okay, what's the right thing to do? It's standing for what is right, really, at the end of the day. And really, 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 the benefit of it is it's following Jesus. Yeah. Like, good is following Jesus, and that's the cool thing to do. Right. Um, so, yeah, it's just my anthem, and it's been so cool to share that on Instagram. Uh, well, I got a message the other day from somebody who was like, I told my five-year-old to, you know, be good as cool, and I asked him what that meant for him, and he said he was going to be nice to girls, he was going to sit with the lonely kid at lunch, and he was going to help the teacher when she asked. And I was like, oh, my gosh, even a little five-year-old without any explanation can know exactly what that means. That's cool to boil down a message. Mm-hmm. Obviously, your faith is a massive part of that message. Mm-hmm. But I think someone who doesn't have faith 
anybody can, can do it. Isn't that cool? Like anybody. When, when there's things that, you know, good is cool. Yeah. And challenge people to step up and to take ownership of their own identity identity yes. and how they interact with things. So that's I love yes. love that message. It's yes. fantastic. It's easy for anybody to use. You know what else is cool? Yeah. The experience factory. Okay, let's So do we're it. going in. Listen, I'm gonna play a sound effect. Okay. And those of you listening in, watch watching on Facebook and Instagram live right now. Um Macy has no idea what sound effect I'm going to play, and I don't really know because uh-huh. I don't have the playlist even ready, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try one right here. This and let's is fun. See. I want to know what yours would be, too. Maybe we can go back and forth because I'm curious. That actually, that, I've never been asked that before. <laughs> we might actually do Let's try this out. You ready? Yeah. First reaction. Sitting in a deer stand with my husband, wanting to go home so bad i will never forget i just like turned my head a little quick and he was like no you can't move and i was like call your dad to come get me i'm going home this is so ridiculous so no i i yeah i lasted about 15 minutes i hated it and i still won't go back i could just see you in a deer stand just like looking at your watch the worst what are we doing i'm like i don't no service nothing can't even work i just sit there are you ready what did you think about well the first one um when I think of that, I think of the stock market crashing in 2008. Oh, I remember, wow. I remember the feeling of everything's about to change. Um, so when I think about a big bomb drop uh-huh. like that, I think about the economy and money so and funny. things dropping. That's my first thought. Yeah. That's so interesting. Ready? Yeah. Some kind of sports game, probably. Kay. Sitting at a basketball game. I don't go to many sports things. Other than tennis. You go to tennis. I mean, I love watching tennis is what I mean. I don't go to tennis, but I love to watch tennis on TV. Um, probably sitting at a basketball game, which okay. is not often. I like it. What did you think about? Well, the uh, <laughs> for me, I, I think of like the alarm clock in the morning. I had the most mm. obnoxious alarm clock. Oh, it why do you do that to yourself? I, I need to wake up with nicer music. I'm gonna, that's a note to self. Yeah. I'm going to put that you in my daily deposit. You don't have to do that. Yeah. <laughs> game day list. You ready? Here we yeah. go. Think of Disney. I went. The only time I went to Disney as an adult was with my last job. We got to go together as a group, um, and I got so sick. I was throwing up the whole fun. time. I don't know why. So I don't have the best memory with that music, but it's fine. It was. <laughs> it was a great trip. You pressed through. I pressed through, and I, you know, made some good memories. What do you think? Of? <laughs> oh my goodness! I. I mean, I thought of like circus. Okay. I thought of like. Um, uh, I get scared of clowns. Okay, yeah. And I think I like juggling clowns, and I get a little frightened. Yeah, I think you're not alone in that. Yeah, I don't like juggling yeah. clowns. Yeah, yeah, I'm with you, yeah. Okay. I think of my grandmother's Me too. phone. I yeah, thought yeah, of grandma's no. house. <laughs> I thought of grandma's house. That's so funny. That's exactly what that is. Watching TV and hearing that phone go off. That's hilarious. Hello? Yeah. <laughs> That's not my grandma. She did it better than that. That's so good. You ready? Yeah. How'd you like that Facebook and Instagram? <laughs> that facial expression said it all. What do you think uh, of? Is that you, is that you pulling honestly, out of your driveway in the morning? No, gosh, no. <laughs> honestly, the first thing I think about is is like a, a NASCAR race, and I think about how my husband got to go somewhere in Vegas to to experience some kind of race. That's I don't know. That's the first thing I. So thought we're talking of. about deer stands yeah. and NASCAR. <laughs> yeah, not my thing at all. <laughs> <laughs> all right, last one. You okay, ready? here we go. Oh, hold on, not that one, not that one, not that one, not that one. Not that one. The first one. <laughs> I got excited and played yeah. two sounds. Let, let me do it one more time. Okay. Let's see if we got it. 
uh, standing on the sidelines at a football game, cheering and singing, not singing, cheering something about being aggressive. <laughs> That's what I think about. <laughs> e, aggressive. I-V-E, yeah. <laughs> I-V-E, however you spell it. What do Listen, you think about? I, I think about that sound of the club right in the moment when the, <laughs> the music's club. about to drop and <laughs> the DJ standing on top with an air horn and they've got their hand on the button for like Man. let the bass drop and the air horn goes off and everybody I dances. I don't really think I've ever been to a club for you to even know that. That's so funny. Sorry that I know that. No, I love that you know that. <laughs> I love it. Fun moments. That's so fun. Um, so last question yeah. for our listeners. Um, if you had one message to share with the world what would it be go to school that is like the one thing that's your handle that's your home base that's your that is like my home base and I really feel like if anybody was just like okay I don't know what to do and they came back to go to school it would instantly be like oh this is the right thing to do they would just know I told the story at the event I was in a situation where I was in line behind a person that really we kind of had some issues in business and I didn't know what to do I didn't know the right thing to say do I ignore do I leave I was feeling all this anxiety and finally I just said okay what is good is cool and it was like instant I need to ask about them I need to see how they're doing how I can help them they needed a cabinet contact information I was able to give them that and just to be genuinely interested in their life and let them know like I really am pulling for you no matter what I really am and I walked away from that encounter and I was like yeah that was the right thing to do good is cool is the home base to so many things what's next for you um I want I see clearly confident being worldwide uh do you know are you familiar with Toastmasters yes it's a worldwide organization where people come together and practice their speaking skills and I see clearly confident similar to that in the sense of people come and practice their communication and sales skills nice. while being able to present. There's a, so much power in being able to like practice in front of people with eyes looking at you uh, versus just practicing in, in a room by yourself. Well, I noticed during your, when you do your talks, mm-hmm. I've noticed on Instagram, you have like on your schedule, Oh yeah. you plan out your talk, mm-hmm. but then you plan to practice it, not just Every in front day. of the mirror, but you get in front of people. people. Yeah. yeah. Anybody who's in the room, I'm like, can you stay here for 10 minutes? Can you stay here for 15 minutes? I'm like, you don't even have to say anything. I just need to be able to practice reacting to whatever you, the way you look at me, yeah. like someone nods or yawns or whatever. You're like, oh my gosh, it kind of messes you up. But to be able to practice in front of people that do that and adapt is really helpful. So I see it being as something that people can come to. They do it uh, online. Um, their lab groups, but I would love for it to be an in-person thing where they can come together and just connect and want more together. I love it. So yeah. where should people find you online as we close this down? Where should they look Macy for you? Macy McNeely on Instagram uh, and Daily Deposit on Instagram and Clearly Confident Co. But may- mainly Macy McNeely. That's that's home base and that's where all the good stuff happens. I love it. Hey, yeah. thank you for being on the show. Billy, thank you. Pleasure. Peace. Man, I hope you enjoyed that episode with Macy. We had a lot of laughter and a lot of fun. That Experience Factory was one for the ages. One is I lost my playlist on the Experience pa- Factory list, so there was a bunch of new ones I've never played before, so I hope you enjoyed that, those of you that have tuned in for a while. Listen, you were created for greater things. You were created not just to be on the planet and just to uh, meander along. You were created for experience and for that experience to be great. And I want you to do great things. So if I can ever inspire you, encourage you, if this podcast has helped you, um, either one of those, if I can help you in any way, reach out. If this has inspired you, please hit that five star uh, right there on the podcast and make sure you follow along, uh, particularly on Instagram. That's where I spend most of my time on Instagram stories, Instagram live and post there as well. So it's at Billy Bowie. As I 
close out this podcast, I want to communicate my gratitude once again for you tuning in. So grateful for anybody that listens and uh, has a desire to get after it. So my vision for my personal brand is to build a world with no unequipped leaders. And if you feel unequipped and if this equipped you at all to maybe think differently about being cool and that is being good, that's just one little nugget for you. I hope you take that and get after it. Thanks again for tuning in to the Creative for Experience podcast.